0: Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to today's program. One of the most uh, interesting situations is going on in the world right now, and it's definitely affecting our industry, and that is the labor market. And what I mean by that is right now, and I've never seen this in my entrepreneurial journey, but companies are offering so much in benefits and pay to try to recruit new employees. It's, It's a very interesting phenomenon. Uh, for example, right down the street from my house is Tyson Chicken, and they have this big sign where they're um, con- continuously promoting the um, signing bonus and the hourly pay. And it's just like, you know, one day I was thinking, man, maybe, maybe I should go work there for that. It's a, it's an enticing opportunity, and that's just one of many. Well, how do we recruit the best employees? How do we compete in this wild labor market right now. And so to help me answer these questions and talk about uh, getting the best employees, interviewing them, onboarding them, and then, and then keeping them around, creating a culture that's irresistible for them to work at. It's a win-win. They're bringing in revenue to our business and we're being a blessing to their livelihood and, and family. And, and household income. And so, um, our special guest today is James Manske. He is the owner at Elkhorn Wand Care, and uh, they're pushing 50, 60 employees this spring. They're a multi million dollar business. And so, James definitely has a lot of experience with hiring and keeping employees. And so, without further ado, here is my conversation about how you can master interviewing and onboarding your employees with James Manske. Let's go.
1: Thanks, Paul. Excited to be here tonight. Share some, share some insights with everybody in the current economy.
0: Absolutely. And we will be answering your questions on the program tonight as well. Just drop those in the uh, chat there and we will definitely try to uh, get you an answer on the program tonight. So James, I know you've been on my program. Uh, I heard you on Jack's podcast and Jeremiah, as you started to become familiar in the industry, but very briefly before we, uh, Start talking about uh, getting employees. Give us a real quick summary of your multimillion dollar business.
1: Sure. Yeah. So we're we're full service. And I found that out earlier on that we had to be able to handle everything that a customer needs 12 months out of the year. So we have different pillars of the business from mowing, fertilizing, irrigation, landscape maintenance, landscape design, uh, holiday lighting and snow. So it's a kind of a year-round, all-encompassing, all inclusive service that we offer to our customers.
0: That's incredible. So you uh, hire a lot of employees. So walk us through that of what it's like, James, to uh, not get the bad apples and to get the good ones.
1: Yeah, I mean, it all comes back to attitude. If somebody's got a good attitude, you can always train them anything. But if they've got a bad attitude, you won't be able to train them anything. So we always look for attitude first. Mm-hmm. Right. And one of our biggest things how we re- we bring in those applicants is referrals. So with the referral program, we compensate quite a bit for that, but it allows our existing team members to find people that they want to work with. So they talk to their friends, um, they talk to people at the gym, wherever they're at, and they they don't want to bring in people they don't want to work with, if That's that good. makes sense. So yeah, it it allows them to kind of broaden their, their marketing to promote the company. And in doing so, they get compensated. So it's it's something that's been very, very helpful um, in the last couple of years for us. And even in the last couple of days, just from the referral program, we brought in six people since Friday. Wow. So it's been very, very beneficial.
0: So you get thoroughbreds, you get good employees, and then they're hanging around with other folks that are productive in society. And they say, hey, come work for this company. And it's a win, win, win.
1: Exactly. And that, so it all goes back to how you treat them, right? And culture. I mean, all that stuff, if you're toxic, if you're not helping and and building them up, they're not going to want to refer them uh, your company to anybody else. So you want to make sure who you have right now is very happy and they're compensated well, they're taken care of, they have fun. Um, and then once people see that in the industry and in other companies, then they want to they want to start working for you. so it's it's something that always starts with you. Um, as a business owner and making that uh, a tractable place to, uh, to be a part of.
0: That's fantastic. And guys, we're live on YouTube, by the way. Uh, hi to Connor. Thanks for stopping by. And uh, thanks to Mr. Producer for everything you do uh, behind the scenes. He's uh, uh, got a lot going on. But um, James, what's it like once your friends or your employees at the gym and he's like, hey, come work for Elkhorn. How does the first interview go? Who does the interviewing? How do you get them from you know at the gym? Hey, I got a cool job that I really like. It's a great company. To them actually in uniform working for y'all. What what's those next steps?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, with with all the different avenues. So if it's Indeed, if it's other posting sites, I mean, we do go through an interview process or or setting up the interview interview first. And the same with referral applicants, we're still getting their contact info. We're setting up a time to fill out an application and sit down for a one-on-one interview, whether that be myself or if it's an office position, it might be my office manager, Um, but we're starting to break it upon each division to interview people for that division, because it's not fair for me to interview people if I'm not working directly with them every single day. So Mm -hmm. I wanna start bringing in those management team members to, conduct those interviews because they're going to be directly working with them. So once they kind of walk through the exact questions and they're always open-ended questions, um, like what are your personal goals? What do you see yourself doing five years from now? Um, give us an example of how you exemplified good customer service. So we, we don't want a yes or no question or answer in those, in those instances. And it gives you a, um, a view into those people's deeper self. Instead of, hey, can you do this? Yes. Okay, well, you didn't really learn anything from that question. So to have them open-ended, get some interaction in there, is how we hire. Um, and that's what we find brings out that that attitude in those people.
0: That's great. Now, uh, what do you do once you do the interview? And, oops, sorry about that. And you find out it's going well. How do you get them um, onboarded then?
1: Sure. It's it depends on the position. So we have started to build out training, training programs, um, whether that be classroom time or videos or, you know, outside sources that help with it. So we're going to plug them into those programs. If it's a new mowing person, we created videos from last year that walk through step by step by step, everything you need to know to be able to operate at your fullest potential. So they'll usually be, you know, half a day training in the office, in the conference room, and then they'll get some hands on with the lead trainer, the lead technician and get some in-field training. So we're trying to shorten that window of duplication Mm -hmm. instead of being two to four weeks to two days. And by doing that too, people have given us a lot of good feedback of nobody else is doing this. And you took somebody that didn't know anything about mowing and two days later, they know how to operate everything. They know how to properly follow the processes of the duty that they're hired on for. So we're constantly looking for how we can implement those processes, training programs, um, team member handbooks that they can have in the field. If there's any questions, they can go through it. So it depends on the, on the service um, or the, what they're brought in for if it's office, it's going to be completely different of course, than a sprinkler technician. So it just takes a lot of time to process everything that you do from beginning to end of each duty for that position, but I wish I would have did that, done that 15 years ago, mm-hmm. because then you can duplicate yourself a lot quicker if you just take the time to set up those processes now.
0: That's fantastic, James. And if you guys are watching on the YouTube, if you could drop us a like, and yeah, that would uh, mean a lot and uh, help out. All you got to do is just, uh, You could gently tap or you could even smash the like button mean a lot. You could just drop a comment as well, a question. And uh, James and I uh, will answer that question. What's your thoughts on Indeed, James?
1: Indeed has been one of our best avenues for bringing in talent, but I know it's different for every part of the country. So for where we're at, it works really well. Um, But there's a lot of things you need to know about Indeed to do it. And and utilize it properly. There's customer or sorry, uh, company profiles that you need to set up that most people don't know about. So you can get an insight to your company. Put pictures, put videos, put uh, bios about yourself. You can have team members put reviews in there, and that's what people are going to look at. So you can you can utilize all of that for free with Indeed, and even have open positions that you don't have to put money behind by just learning how to optimize that um, so we've gotten quite a few of our our team members from indeed and it's a very good tool to use if you are properly describing the, the position that's open um, if you share share everything about your company and it just shows uh, through like a magnifying glass like what your culture like everything like that so the more info the better because people are looking at you know three to five or ten plus different Different job postings. So, what are you doing that's going to stand out? So, whatever you can do to have that niche in providing extra value added so that they can see, um, they're going to go with you and interview with you.
0: That's fantastic. Uh, we have a question here from friend of the show, Connor Smith. Uh, appreciate you tuning in, Connor. James, do they perform background checks for you? I believe he's talking about Indeed.
1: You know, I don't. I don't know if they offer that service. We do not utilize that if they do from indeed um, but we do go through you know checks of what they did at previous companies we check with previous employers um, we don't do background checks unless that they have to bring it up for us so a lot of people if they had a felony or if it was something that they're supposed to legally tell us if it affects um, what we're doing because we do work with some places that you can't have certain, Mm -hmm. people on site. So we always bring that up in the interview too, that would this be an issue if you were to work here working with these types of companies? And it's still open-ended, but um, it allows them to elaborate more on there. So we do not do background checks with Indeed or an outside third party, but we do a lot of fact finding that allows us to kind of get that information no matter what.
0: Okay. Excellent question there, Connor. And Andy says that uh, they might do it for a fee if he's remembering correctly. James, when you're um, interviewing these folks, are there any other uh, questions that you might suggest asking or, or things that are kind of a vetting process that, that can kind of uh, detect the red flags faster?
1: Yeah, it's uh, there's a lot that could probably detect some red flags, but I think it's personalized for each company. Um, the biggest thing is do they have what are their ambitions right what are their strengths what are they excited about because if they're not excited about anything they're not going to get excited about your company but if they are excited about traveling or spending time with family then you can word and create their their compensation package to 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 reach that so if they want to travel the world okay here's how you're going to do it with this company and you'll get x amount of vacation over time and or right now um, so it's just finding out what they're excited about and where they They want to truly go in the future and also just laying out what your core values are. You know, here's our five core values, Um, accountability, explain to us a a recent time where you exemplified accountability in your life or the business you're working at. So you want to make sure they align with you no matter what as well. So having those core values is very important and it gives you a reason to um, compensate on that too. If they consistently, are in alignment with your core values, then they might get a bump in pay right away, you know? So it's all just how it's going to align with your culture, your company, and yourself, because it's it's all of our companies. So we want that to be a, a reflection of what we truly want out there.
0: What are those five core values of your company? Were you just throwing a number out there, or is that legitimately Elkhorn Lawn Care?
1: No, I mean, everybody has three to five, Okay, I would say. But if you can just pick like your top ones, maybe, and ask uh-huh. a question, like what's reliability mean to you? Like at whole corn lawn care, reliability is you're always on time. You're showing up and performing to your best with your, your team for the customer's top value. So all of that stuff, you're just trying to fact find, like give us an example how you have performed this in your past. And however you want to word that, but that way at least it gets them thinking of how they can work with you in those avenues.
0: Fantastic. And then I want to ask you about team building. How, how do you build this company? Because in lawn care, it can be very draining, you know, being outside, doing the same thing in Atlanta, James, it's very hot. Even today I got um already. And so how do you build that team of culture and camaraderie and, and where guys are um, looking forward to, to being a part of the team?
1: Yeah, it's, it's something that always has to be in the back of your mind and everybody's mind, but it's, it's where you're going. I mean, if you have small goals and your goal is to just grow by five or 10% year over year, people don't find that exciting. So here's where we're going is up here. We're gonna take over this market. We're gonna go here. There's gonna to need to be somebody or a lot of people they're ready to step up and be area managers, regional managers, division managers. So it's constantly reminding people, hey, we're on a train that's going to be achieving a lot of big things. Do you want to be with us or not? And it's, it's that from a business owner standpoint that needs to be um, opened up to every single person. And just showing people like what the progression can be, can look like, whether you're just a trimmer starting out, here's what our goal is for you. We want you to learn this and mimic this as quickly as possible. So you can be a foreman by the end of the year or next year, because we're going to constantly get business in and need to have another foreman position within the next six to 12 months. And whoever wants it can have it. Here's what the pay would be. And here's the perks for that. So you're building all of that vision in them early on, even if they're not a foreman right off the bat and, and just showing them like, here's how we can get there. If we get x y and z done if we bring this many customers in and this is where we want you to be a part of it um so number one is vision number two is just is reminding yourself how all of these people like to work so they don't want to be yelled at they don't want to be bossed around you want to be open all the time right and just truly be their friend because you're your or family because you're spending more time with them than you are your family most of the time and same with them. So you want to make sure that's a healthy relationship and you're both winning in the same um, arena.
0: What time does your uh, guys get to the shop or, or gathering to, to get started? What's kind of your start time and, 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 and finish time and things like that.
1: Yeah. For, for Nebraska, it's a little bit different than probably Atlanta okay. because we have, so there's different seasons, right? So right now, typically our mowing crews start about seven 30 um and our irrigation fertilizing crews will usually start about that time too and then landscape comes in a little bit later and they're out the door by eight so we kind of stagger it in the summer mowing fertilizing irrigation might start six thirty-seven, mm-hmm. and then so we like to stagger it just so we can have that that time to answer questions and go over stuff with everybody in the morning otherwise there's vehicles everywhere and people are running all around trying to trying to get out the door Okay. So stagger, staggering is the best way that we've found.
2: Hey everyone, it's Brittany here with the Hardscape Academy. If you're serious about keeping good qualified people around, then you have to train them. You can say, well, what if they leave? I've trained them and I've spent all this time and resources on it. But what if they stay and you haven't taken that time to train them and they're not able to grow within your company and run their own jobs? That falls on you. So check out the thehardscapeacademy.com to train yourself and your crews. This month, we're going to be launching our Crewman Paver Training video. This video is for your employees. It is the how to hardscaping and not so much the why everything is done the way it is. In this 45 minute video, you'll be able to brief your employees on paver installation basics so they're ready to crush the day on site with you. Thehardscapeacademy.com is the place to get skills and training for you and your crew so you can excel as a professional hardscaper and grow your company. You'll learn all the techniques and best practices to properly install pavers and retaining walls. Check out thehardscapeacademy.com.
0: Hi, this is Jason with Lake Lakeshap Landscaping. I used Paul's price increase letter this off-season in February. Sent it out to all my clients for a minimum
1: 10% increase and was able to get 100% acceptance rate from all my lawn maintenance clients.
0: It's a great decision to uh, raise your prices on a yearly basis. You can pick up the price increase letter at greenindustrypodcast.com. Priority Care says MVCV. What does that mean? Is that interesting? mission
1: vision core values?
0: Oh, that's one of your homeboys, huh? That's Joey, Joey, Missouri. All right. Thanks for uh, watching guys. And thanks for everyone who encouraged me to go do this on YouTube. I was telling James off here. We've been doing this podcast since um, the fall of 2018 and it's been audio only. So Mr. Producer and I can just sit in the corner and, and, you know, make a podcast, no big deal. And, uh, you guys have encouraged us to try to get this out there on the YouTube and uh, we'll be having it on Facebook, LinkedIn, other, um, places in weeks to come. So if you want to interact with us, why we actually create the green Street podcast episode, just drop a, um, question in the comments and, uh, James will answer it today. And thanks again, James, for taking time out of your crazy, full, busy schedule to add value, um, Two other lawn care landscape, um, professionals. So we're going to go to a quick question. And and then I got, uh, more on this challenging time with, uh, target Walmart, uh, Tyson chicken down the street. They're, they're offering so much to get started. It's, it's mind boggling. And how do we, um, compete with that? So quick question here from New York blessing property maintenance, my buddy up there in New York state. Uh, can you read that question there, James? Yeah. Uh, go, go ahead and read yeah. it. I don't have my glasses on. I don't know why they write it so small.
1: It's trying to go to local high school and try and hire kids right from high school that don't want to go to college that want to jump right into a career. Just wondering if that's a good idea or not. Um, this is something we just had a conversation on recently and a, you shouldn't be discriminating against anybody, right? Age, sex, religion, marital status, all that stuff. So if there are people in high school or, college or whatever that age range is, I would bring everybody and anybody you can as long as they have a good attitude and a willingness to learn. So um, I know for us, we need people in the spring and fall when people are back in school. So I don't want to rely heavily on high school or college students because our workload before school gets out and after school gets in is so much that if we had all high school, college people, we wouldn't be able to Function op, um, optimally. So it's still something that I think all of us need to try to attract more of. Is we need more women in our industry, right? We need more 40, 50 plus in the industry. And if we can provide that atmosphere for where they're winning, they're making good money, they, they're not in a cubicle staring at a computer every single day, I'm open to hiring all of those people. So there's no race or, or age or anything that we won't sit down interview and see if we can get them in our industry.
0: Yeah. And I've, I had uh, several high school kids that worked with me at one point and they did a really good job. Um, but I knew James like, Hey, when they go back to school, it's just like, this is when they're available. And, and you kind of have to know it's, it's temporary because of their schedule.
1: Oh, hundred percent. And is there a way though, that um, if they're going into a trade or if they're going into accounting or whatever it is, can you, create a position for them for when they're out of high school? Can you show them how to make 40 grand out of high school instead of going to four years of college to make 35 to 40 grand and a lot of debt and a lot of debt. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) yeah. So is there an option where they could be at 40 grand at 18? And then by the time they would have got out of college, maybe they're at 50 or whatever that could be. So you have to just always have those opportunities available. um, But you need to create that vision and keep wanting to create more and more sales as well.
0: Got another question for you. Does um, Elkhorn Lawn Care do Warren Buffett's property?
1: We do not, okay. but I know the guy that does, and he's been taking care of it for about 30 plus years. So.
0: Oh, wow. That's cool. It's a, I've only watched documentaries and things of that nature, um, but it looks like a, just a very modest, simple home for someone with so many billions of dollars.
1: Yeah. And that's a, It's, it's a home put it that way. Okay. So I know he has uh, quite a few other ones that aren't as modest, but that's one that's kind of his home base. He grew up here. He still runs office and stuff out of here, but um, yeah, that's, that's, it's a very modest house for somebody worth tens of billions of dollars.
0: Have you ever run into him at the grocery store, gas station or around town or?
1: Um, I've seen him at a Dairy Queen before. Really? But I didn't want to interrupt. I mean, he's sitting there with a the guy probably having a meeting and ice cream. And then you're like, Oh, there's Warren. And then just get your stuff and walk out. So that's a very smooth modest. move
0: that you were just nonchalant about it. Like, Oh, there's Warren Buffett. Yeah. I'm sure
1: he was trying to buy a multi-billion or hundred million dollar company. I don't want to interrupt his ice cream time.
0: Yeah. That's really cool. James. That's really cool. I, you know, we have celebrities in Atlanta, but I guess if you're in Nebraska, that's like your big celebrity, right?
1: Yeah, it is,
0: and I actually Ti's from Atlanta, is not he? Um, that's a rapper, right? I
1: think
0: he is. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's all kind of rappers. There's a lot. I saw there's him. Um, I saw him at that event you were at down in Miami, right? He was there.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Got to play it cool, Pookie says. Uh, Connor Smith. Not sure what that means, Connor, but. Uh, <laughs> All right. Um, what's the biggest challenge right now with hiring employees, James? I was referencing Tyson Chicken down the road giving you $1,500 signing bonus and, you know, like 25 bucks an hour. I mean, it used to be like, you know, you start like 12 bucks an hour. Now these companies are throwing so much. Um, how do you handle all this?
1: Yeah, I think it's, and it's everywhere. It's not just in Atlanta, it's not just in California. I mean, all these companies, and we're not just dealing with our industry like we used to now electricians are paying $30 an hour just for a helper to, you know, run wire. Um, So you have to be able to show these people that are interviewing that you're not going anywhere. A um, what their progression can look like. And then what are, what are the perks of joining your team? Because maybe for them, it's not more pay, but it's more vacation or maybe it's not more vacation. It's, Um, a simple IRA or dental plan or a gym membership. So we just started rolling some of those out with um, dental and like a gym membership for anybody that wants it. And for an extra, you know, 25 or I think our cost on it's like $20 a month that we cover. Like I would rather have everybody healthy and happy than not be able to, to have a gym membership, right? Mm -hmm. So what other small incentives can you give to every single person coming in that might cost you a thousand dollars in the end of the year or $5,000, but you're keeping people happy. You're keeping them around and you're taking care of them and their family. So whatever else you can think of in that aspect, I mean, a lot of people will give company vehicles, but that's not really benefiting them. You need to think outside the box completely. Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe it's like the whole week of Christmas off or, whatever it might be, and or giving turkeys. We do that every year. We give turkeys and hams to all of our team members for Thanksgiving for their families. So it's just all that small stuff that that makes you different, mm-hmm. that makes people wanna stick around. And then they start telling people about it. Then they go to family reunions and they're like, hey, my boss gave us a turkey or they're taking care of our gym membership. And then you start getting that, well, kind of, I don't get any of that stuff at my company. Why can't I get this, this, this? So you're just trying to create that, that attraction, um, with people and just kind of, you want people to go along with you as you
0: progress. Let's go to Missouri priority care. How do you handle professional presentation with workers, with their parents, with facial tattoos in higher end areas that wouldn't be comfortable with their appearance? That's a really good question.
1: Yeah. You know, it's, I, I honestly haven't really had to deal with facial tattoos yet, so I don't know how that would work. Um,
0: Nebraska is different than the ATL, man. We, I can yeah. relate down here, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, but if they still have a good attitude, I, I, you you don't want to discriminate against that because there's um, there's so many people that regret what they did or they're super nice on the inside or maybe they had a scar and they're covering it up. So I don't know. But um, it's still to ensure that your image is, is reputable. So with proper gear, proper clothing, proper branding. Uh, Everybody's wearing the same stuff. Like all of that will still go into it. So I don't care if people have tattoos. I've just never ran into, you know, face tattoos.
0: Yeah. And I think you hit, you nailed it there because if you, if, if you're um, wearing the uniform, the company uniform, uh, I was just, you could probably see I'm sunburned. I was down at the pool today and the guy that comes to fix the pool every week or does the maintenance, he's got a sleeve. I mean, he's, this guy's all tatted up but he's wearing khaki pants, which is his, in his company. They have a nice blue golf shirt and he does a really good job. He's been doing the pool for years now and he just does a, he's an excellent worker. He's reliable. He, he does his stuff. But if he was showing up with his boxers hanging out and his jeans sagging and all the rest of the sleeve and stuff, that's different than being in uniform and being, um, the guy's reliable. You know what I mean? He just got a bunch of sleeves when he was younger probably and it is what it is. So uh, that was a, Excellent uh, question. James, what else do you want to share on this topic? I know we've had several questions here and we'll take one more question guys. If you, if anyone else has a question, let us know, but what else are we um, leaving out here that needs to be addressed?
1: You know, I think that um, everybody should have multiple streams of creating income in every company. So not just your hourly or your salary. Um, I believe there should be sales commission for every single person in your company that can talk to customers and offer different services that they see while they're on site. Um, So whatever other bonus structures you can create for them to create money in different avenues, whether that's that referral program, I was just talking about how we got six new people. It's going to cost us, excuse me. It's going to cost us an investment fee for those people, but I'd rather pay it to our team members that brought them in than an indeed that we don't truly know that person as well. Um, So, from commission to, to referrals, to, you know, upside of whatever project, if they get it done on time or profit share at the end of the year, like there's gotta be other avenues besides just your $18 an hour, your 50,000 a year, whatever that is, because then they just get stuck with thinking that way. Um, you want them to better their skills and sales or networking or whatever that is to create the business, to grow more income and for them to grow more income too. So I think if you could find a way, whatever it is, and have multiple avenues that they can create, it's going to benefit not only you, but all those people you bring on board.
0: That's really good, James. Well, let us know um, how folks can connect with you and your training, your coaching, your teaching. You're really passionate for someone who has multi-million um, dollar business to, to sow in the guys who are just getting started. It, it's a huge opportunity um, to, to kind of. Uh, take your ceiling as, su- pardon me, you guys can take James' ceiling as your floor. Like you can use James as a launching pad to go even further than him by getting, learning his tips and tricks and secrets. So, how can folks get connected with you and go that route?
1: Sure. Um, you can go to jamesmanski.com or on all social media platforms. And every Tuesday, do a free workshop where we usually talk about different topics and go over, you know, some training and then Q&A, open it up to people that have questions in that or any other topic that they might have questions going through. And the biggest thing is nobody, this wasn't around. I mean, we, we, there was no live stream when I started, right? Um, there was nobody helping me out mm-hmm. at that time. So I realized how much pain and suffering I went through for so many years. I'm like, God, if I could just make it easier for people, then I, it's, my obli- it's my obligation and duty to do so. So I just want to see people succeed and um, be a part of it along the way.
0: Cool. Well, we are very thankful, James, uh, of you taking time out of your uh, full schedule to uh, be a guest on the Green Industry Podcast. And you've been multiple time guest on the show and, and just sharing um, your expertise. So I appreciate it, my friend. And hopefully I uh, will do this again. I was saying maybe a little Mondays with Mondays with Manski. That sounds pretty good, doesn't it? I like it. And uh, we could have you um, share, you know, various topics similar like you do on Tuesdays here with, with our green industry podcast audience. So you guys let me know if you think that's a good idea, what topics you would like James to discover as as someone who has that experience of, of doing millions and millions of uh, revenue in this industry uh, can definitely help you take your business to the next level. So thank you very much, James. I appreciate your time and I hope we can do it again next week. And if you guys are watching on the YouTube smash that subscribe button and turn the bell on for notifications. So when we go live next, uh, you can tune in and watch. So thank you guys for being a part of the program. Thanks again, James.
1: Thank you. Appreciate you.
0: Well guys, I hope this episode has added value to your business and if you really want to fine tune your operation and take it to the next level, make sure that you have a strong, sturdy foundation. I want to encourage you to check out the Resource Center at thegreenindustrypodcast.com. We've been working on this for years and slowly, kind of like the tortoise in the hair, Marty. We, we've It's just been a marathon. We've been adding brick by brick to the Resource Center at greenindustrypodcast.com to help you guys have the tools, the information, the education, the knowledge you need to build a successful business. And so our flagship product is the step-by-step guide to operating a successful lawn care business. And it includes 20 video modules with John Pajack and myself, plus documents and, and other tools to help you build your business. But John and I, I mean, we went A to Z from the the simple stuff like getting your business entity and, and the the softwares and the efficiencies and getting all that in place and set up to uh, the more sophisticated elements of growing pains and owners pay and what to do with the profits and marketing reinvesting and all all that that it takes to kind of get to the next level and the next level and the next level in business. So we literally start A go all the way to Z. And if you guys want that information to to really just make sure you kind of just analyze your current business and you want to get to that level of mastery of the fattest profit margins that you can, and then ultimately success in in every area of your business, then we have just the information for you. And that is in our step-by-step guide to operating a successful lawn care business. And again, it's a team effort with John Pajak. He's the budget break-even and bottom line workshop teacher. And since he's such an expert with knowing your numbers and the business structure of things. I wanted him to be involved with this training. And so he actually came down, he flew down from Chicago and uh, we created 20 video lessons to help you guys take your business to the next level. So you can learn more at our resource center at thegreenindustrypodcast.com.